Okay, so this week I listened to a, a Matt Walsh podcast that was interesting, as Matt Walsh podcasts usually are. He Matt Walsh is a Catholic. He is a conservative, and his podcasts focus on politics and current events. Not so much from a Christian worldview as from a conservative worldview. He will not go back to the Bible. He will not say, this is what the Bible says about fill-in-the-blank issue. He will say, and he will give good, logical, rational reasons, but he does not go back to the objective standard of Scripture. Well, this week I listened to his talk about the death penalty, which has been all the rage lately. I don't know exactly what's going on with it other than that there's recently been rulings that we're going to start doing the death penalty on these inmates and so on, and so that's the big controversy. So how do we as Christians think about the death penalty? Are we for it? Are we against it? And why or why not? One of Matt Walsh's big arguments that was good and accurate from a logical point of view is he was responding to people who will criticize pro-lifers for advocating the death penalty. They come along and say, you're not, you're not really being consistent because you're pro-life in the womb and yet you're pro-death, you're okay with execution. And they're saying that's inconsistent. Well, Matt Walsh's response to that, which was correct, is that that is not a contradiction because you can lose your right to something because of what you do. If you, even just speaking in terms of our legal system, if you commit a felony, you lose your right to bear arms, right? We have this understanding that there comes a point where you have committed something that is heinous enough that you lose some of your rights. If you're in prison, you don't anymore really have freedom of speech, right to bear arms, all these different rights that your average free citizen has. You've forsaken your rights by your actions. Well, he's right. It's not inconsistent to say a baby in the womb has a right to life that that baby has not lost because that baby has not committed a crime. But this guy on death row has lost his right to life because he committed thus and such heinous crime. So that's good as far as it goes. However, it doesn't go far enough. Ultimately, Matt Walsh has no standard. Now, he points out also that the reverse is is actually illogical, and he's correct. To be for the death penalty, no, to be against the death penalty and for abortion, that would be illogical. If you're going to say, oh, the death penalty, that's, that's cruel. How can we have, and this would be the left quite often, is, no, we can't have the death penalty. That's wrong to kill people. We, we should uphold their right to life. But we can kill the unborn. Well, that is inconsistent because there is no reason for that distinction. Ultimately, however, Matt Walsh has no real standard. And you listen to him, and he reads through the list. <laughs> I skipped over a lot of his reading of the terrible crimes that these people on death row did because I just don't want that stuff in my head. But his basic argument is, listen to how absolute, this guy did this and this and this and this, and it's absolutely terrible. How does this person not deserve to die? While that is true, God has put a sense of justice in our hearts. There are some things that we hear about and we just think, man, that, that's just so terrible. The death penalty is the only thing that, that feels just for that. 
but that feels is not a good standard for justice. And that's all that ultimately he has. It's basically a question of, did what this person do seem bad enough to me that he should be put to death? Well, that's a slippery slope. And if that's going to be the standard, then we should be very hesitant to give the government that kind of punitive power. If the only standard is, okay, I feel like that deserves capital punishment, well, depends on who's doing the feeling. Yeah. That, can, that can go a long way the wrong way. Now, I've actually seen some Christians arguing against the death penalty, not because the death penalty itself is immoral, they're not saying the death penalty is wrong inherently, but rather that they don't trust the government to have that kind of power. And I am, uh, the specific post that I saw was actually from a woman who's married to somebody who works in government, and her statement was, I used to be for the death penalty, but now I've seen the government and its abuses and so on, and I'm not for it anymore. And I'm sympathetic to that argument, but... I cannot come to the same conclusion because the Bible does not come to the same conclusion. So this, this does tell us why we need the rule of law, biblical law, as a standard for punishment and for prosecution. Biblical principles like two or three witnesses so that you know the person you're putting to death is actually guilty and a biblical standard of what crimes are worthy of what kinds of punishment, capital punishment, and other punishment principles that we see in Scripture. If, you, if you're not governed by those things, then yeah, that would be a terrifying government to live under. However, when it boils down to it, what does the Bible say? By what standard do we believe what we believe about the death penalty? The death penalty was instituted in Genesis chapter 9. Genesis chapter 9, verse 5 through 7. God says, Surely for your lifeblood I will demand a reckoning. From the hand of every beast I will require it, and from the hand of man. From the hand of every man's brother I will require the life of man. Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. For in the image of God he made man. And then he goes on to say, And as for you, be fruitful and multiply. Bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply in it. So God, in the be we're talking right after the flood here, God institutes the death penalty. So we have to say, when we go back to Scripture, God sees some things as being so heinous as to be worthy of death. And God has the right to say that, and we must agree with Him. We have to go back to Scripture for our standard, because anything else is sinking sand. That's what Jesus says at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. You build your life on my words, that's a firm foundation. You build your life not on my words, you don't do what I say to do, then when the rain descends and the wind blows, your house will fall. So we have to keep his commandments. Part of keeping his commandments is knowing his commandments and agreeing with his commandments and using them to base our political views upon. So, so 